Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Hello, Dr. Lynn. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing well. How Great. are you? Fantastic. I feel Always fantastic. good. <laughs> well, why not? Right. We have choices. We, we can do. either feel good or feel bad. I, I think I'd rather agree. feel good. I agree. Every so, day. You look great. So Thank you. you. must feel good. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, you know, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I heard we're talking about adaptogens. I love that subject. I do too. So my, um, my first experience with, with adaptogens, I think, was when I was doing my integrative medicine fellowship with Andrew Weil. And that would be a good place. It would be a good place. And I remember learning about them. And it was kind of a hard concept for me to understand because as a Western-trained doctor, they don't really make a lot of sense because they, you're not taught how they directly affect physiology. So I always, they're a little vague. Right. So can you educate me and maybe increase my education on... I have, a, I have a very good way to have you understand adaptogens. Awesome. Uh, Dr. Alex Panosian and I are just writing a book on adaptogens. Excellent. I, I can't say I have much involved in writing the book. <laughs> he is such a good person, and uh, he, he wants me to be his co-author. It, it's an honorary co-author. I certainly have not contributed to the book to any extent. It is an amazing book. Anybody who is who wants to learn about adaptogens, mm -hmm. will get something out of it. You know, I go to medical conferences. I don't, medicine, I don't know medicine. But if I hear one thing, it's one more thing that I didn't know before I came into the conference. Exactly. So I always try to get 2% or 5% out of something. Right. So this book, for lay people, you'll get a lot of information on a variety of adaptogens. It's top, available now? No. Okay. It's just, we just finished it. It is, it, it is pure, not, I shouldn't say pure form. In its basic form. Okay. So and it has, to go. yeah, it's got to be edited. Uh, he has to review it because uh, we we had to put all the charts in. Right. Um, amazing charts. And you know, to me, they look like like the freeways and the railroad tracks of America. I, I don't understand them. Right. <laughs> but uh, there's so much in there that the scientists that really want to know about adaptions will get all that information. And and I, I, I can read it. I can read about all the adaptions, how mm -hmm. they work. Um, which ones they are and why they work. Uh, and I don't need all those charts. I can get enough information out of it. So right. everybody will gain from the book. Excellent. Excellent book. So, But adaptogens. What exactly are they? Um, they're herbal medicines, herbal extracts. So they're all derived from plants, right? They're all derived from plants. Mm -hmm. And they help us adapt to the environment, to whatever is going on around us. Um, cold temperatures cause stress. Uh, heat causes stress. Any kind of stressful situation, uh, it'll help us to adapt those, to those situations. Our bodies will adjust. So the fight and flight situation. It basically, from my understanding, I always imagine them hugging my adrenal glands. That's just the way I think of them. So in a way, they basically take your body and they, when you have any kind of stressor, whether, whether it's positive or negative, they help your body respond in a positive way to those stressors, correct? Right, but not or just- Or not over-respond. Not just to the adrenal glands, because they create a, a huge resistance in the body, a balance in the body. All the pathways come together in the, in the, in the, in the, in the body. Um, in the 1950s, a lot of the research done on adaptogens started in Russia. 
they were looking for things that would help their military people, right? Military people, right. cosmonauts, uh, athletes. They wanted something that wasn't a drug that wouldn't be tested or would be objectionable. Right. They wanted something that would increase their performance, their strength, their, their stamina, During uh, their resilience. Intense stress. Right. Any kind of stress. Right. When you're, my, my granddaughter just broke her school record, high school record in pole vault. Now, Sometimes she is so nervous up there, she just can't even, it's hard to focus. Right. So that's stress. Right. And athletes go through the same thing. Performers right. go through the same thing. Celebrities go through the same thing. People in war zones. War, same oh thing. gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, these adaptogens help us reduce the stress level. Doesn't get rid of the stress. The war is still going to be there. The profile situation is still going to be there. Right. But you can reduce the stress of it and get a better adapt of yourself, adaption of yourself to be able to cope with the situation. And you're even talking down to physiologic levels. So in terms of heart rate variability and temperature changes, all that blood pressure. So Balances all these things the, that your body the, does. The pulse, the, the, right. the blood Hormone pressure. Yep. Release. Hormones. Yeah. It you helps know, to do it in a healthier way. The old situation of fight or flight mm -hmm. when the tiger was chasing caveman because the caveman was going to be the dinner of the tiger. Right. Um, and if that went over, over and over and over again, the caveman's going to either collapse and become the dinner, or we'll turn around and fight the tiger and either win or lose, but right. we'll be able to fight because he now has strength. He now has endurance. He has now stamina. Uh, he's either going to be afraid and run, or he's going to turn around and fight. So adaptogens gives us that ability, the strength, the energy, um, and, and some of these are are, are fantastically powerful, right? Uh, better than drugs. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, at at this stage in our life and in, in our world situation, they should almost be putting adaptogens in our water. Yeah, <laughs> better than <laughs> fluoride. I mean, so I mean, I just look at um, so that there's the concept of adaptogens, but then a little bit of overwhelm happens when you look at all the different adaptogens that are out there. So, can we talk a little bit about some of the different forms of adaptogens? In the 1950s, when it first started. The, the Russians were looking at ginseng, mm -hmm. but they don't grow ginseng in Russia. And is it which type of ginseng? Well, they were looking at, at regular uh, Korean ginseng. Mm -hmm. They knew about it, of course, um, which, was, which is Panax Meyer ginseng, mm -hmm. the species. But they have a plant that pretty much um, simulates the same kind of body chemistry as Korean ginseng, and it's called Eleutheral Sensicococcus. Okay. They named it Siberian ginseng because it. it grows in Siberia. Uh, it acts like ginseng, but it's not ginseng. It's actually eleuthero. Right. Okay. So over time, American ginseng growers made them stop using the name Siberian ginseng because it really isn't a ginseng. Right. Not the same species. Sure. So they had to go back to use eleuthero. So ginseng is still a powerful adaptogen, though. Uh, both are, okay, eleuthero and, and, and ginseng. And then there's also rhodiola. Well, when they started, that was the only one that they started with. That, then they had maybe four or five. Okay. Now there's about 100. But there's only 10 that have a very, very powerful effect. Okay. And ginseng is one of them, especially the red Korean ginseng, red ginseng. Red ginseng. Very, very powerful. And the other ones are like rhodiola, ashwagandha. Yep. Um, what Bar else would Baronia be? from um, uh, Armenia. Oh, that one I haven't heard of. Um, uh, uh, trying to think of some of them. Um, and the, a lot of these are taken as blends. So, so when I, you know, recommend adaptogens to my patients or I look for one myself, I see a lot of blends. 
Right. Right. And that's a good way to take it, isn't it? Because they each have different properties. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, it's good to take them separately as well, but you can do you can do blends. You can do them individually. Um, it, it depends. Whatever whatever works best. Well, and some some are more activating and some are more calming. Correct. No, I think they, they do. The, that's they what adaption means. It, it adapts goes either weather. way. Yep. It, it brings what's up, down, and what's down, up. Well, and that's why, as a physician, every drug we use either brings you down or brings you up. Yeah, well, that's why this doesn't. You know, blood pressure medication brings you down. Right. Antidepressant brings you up. Yep. Anxiety medication brings you down. So uh. the thought of a drug adapting like that doesn't fit in the doctor wheelhouse. Exactly right. <laughs> but but adaption, adaptogens balance the body. If it's up, it brings it down. If it's down, it brings it up. It, it it balances you. The drug doesn't do what it wants to do. The adaptogen does what you need to do. And are there certain receptors that it's hitting, or certain things that you? Well, can, they don't know all that yet. They don't know no. that, right? They're just able to. So basically, I think when they've studied adaptogens, they've looked at changes in heart rate, changes in temperature, changes in the person's physiology in response to stress. Right. Versus someone not taking the adaptogen, yeah. and the person taking the adaptogen has more favorable responses. Correct. Yep. yep. So they we don't use, know at a cellular level how it's happening. We have ginseng, we have ashwagandha, we have rhodiola, um, we have um, ashw we have um, shisandra. Oh, shisandra. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's there's probably ten good ones. Okay. Uh, but the basic ones, mostly in like uh, you'll find commercially, is ginseng. It's okay. one of the oldest adaptogens. Yep. Um, Andrographis is another one. Mm -hmm. uh, that is just probably coming on onto the scene now yep. uh, because primarily it has such an effect on COVID-19. Sure. So it's really very well known now today. Right. Ashwagandha has been used around 3,000 years in India. And in India, they don't grow ginseng either. So ashwagandha is commonly known as Indian ginseng. Mm -hmm. uh, that has a great effect. Uh, infertility, uh, libido, uh, stress, sleep, uh, lowers cortisol, mm -hmm. uh, improves thyroid function. And the nice thing about them as well, what I've found is they don't really have any side effects. They don't I have, mean, a, in fact, that's one of the uh, qualifications of classifying an herb as an adaptogen uh -huh. has no side effects. Like zero, I mean, zero. The, only, the only issue I see sometimes if I have a, a woman who wants to get pregnant, because obviously with anyone who gets pregnant, some of these drugs haven't been studied enough to say they're safe during yeah, pregnancy. Yeah, we never would do that. They probably are, but we can't assume that obviously. I, um, but would, in my experience with my patients, the only, Thing I've noticed is an improvement in how they feel. No one has ever had a side effect from it. Right. Adaptogen. Yeah. But because, like you say, because there have been no research on on pregnancy, right, and and the infant, so we, I, I would never recommend anything, except right. probably a multivitamin, right. Uh, we know that works and right. no side effects. But anything else, we don't know enough about it. Exactly. But yeah, if, if my daughter was pregnant, I would give her an adaptive. Exactly, right, <laughs> so, I know. So there's what we tell people to do and there's what we actually do. And yeah. I, I do the same thing with my, myself all the time. Um, and I would think adaptogens are something that you could either take as needed. So I have, I have patients who will go through intense periods of stress that, that will change and will get better. And so then I'll have them use adaptogens for those six to 12 months during those intense periods of stress. But I also think I've also noticed that then when they go off the adaptogens, even if their stress has gone away, a lot of times they elect to go back on it because they just felt better on it, right? Right. right. So it's probably something a lot of people could take every day. Oh, I take it every day. Of course. <laughs> uh, my, my first thing to take is the which red one, ginseng. Can you tell us which ones you take? I take red ginseng. Okay. Uh, there's a very, very superior form of red ginseng. 
Um, all ginseng grows anywhere from four to six years in order for it to uh, be able to increase the um, gisenocytes mm -hmm. of ginseng, the active key compounds. Are they leafy plants or root vegetables or root plants? Uh, it's a root. It is, Ginseng, okay. you use the root. Okay. Uh, the leaves and berries some people use doesn't have anywhere near the impact that the root does. Okay. Uh, but it takes four to six years for that root to grow. Um, you can find it wild-crafted, but a lot of that has already been uh, harvested that mm -hmm. you can't find it in the wild anymore. So they grow it domestically, farming. And then the problem is that if you're going to grow a crop of ginseng for four to six years, you want to be able to harvest that crop at the end of six years. Mm -hmm. Economically, it would be you know disastrous. Mm -hmm. So they spray it with pesticides over and over and over again. Oh. Um, multiple times for six years. Right. Um, so we, we, there's, there's a really good company in, in Europe that grows it hydroponically in water. Oh. And there are some amazing things that happen to red ginseng when it's growing hydroponically. Uh, it increases the jacinocides. There's a, there's a combination of jacinocides and ginseng called the rare noble jacinocides. Um, they can come from the white ginseng. It's the, same, it's the same root. White ginseng, red ginseng is the same root. The red ginseng is steamed, causing it to become red. But that steaming process converts the, the, the jacinocytes into the rare noble ones. The white ginseng, when it's consumed, is converted to the rare noble jacinocytes by the gut. But we don't know how much that is converted in anybody. Some people do it differently. Some people don't do it at all. But when they grow it hydroponically and they steam it, they can measure the level of rare noble. And the rare noble is there seven times greater than the white ginseng. It makes it 17 times more absorbable. And we, there's a study that was just done by a doctor in Hawaii that found out when you take 200 milligrams of red ginseng in a capsule form, mm -hmm. uh, in a study with 100 people for fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, right. um, they, were, they were asking for more. They needed more. So they went up to another capsule, so that was 400 oh, milligrams. Oh, got it, okay. There's a tubal form that is complex with gamma cyclodextrin, which is a starch, which increases the absorption of anything that it's complex with. Okay. And one tablet of 100 milligrams was three or four times better than 400 milligrams. Interesting. Uh, the, 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 the absorption method is powerful. Right. It was even, in fact, gamma cyclodextrin was studied in the 1940s as a means of increasing the absorption of drugs. Because drugs sometimes can be very difficult to mm -hmm. be absorbed. Uh, and this increases absorption up to 18, 20 times in some cases, depending on the, on the substance. Mm -hmm. But you've got ashwagandha, wonderful plant. You've got rhodiola, which is one of my other really, really favorites. So you take so, those two or you just take the red ginseng every day? I take the red ginseng every day, okay. but I take the... Uh, and andrographis. Andrographis every mm -hmm. day. And ashwagandha and rhodiola together in a complex right. every day. Those are the ones I see commonly together. Does it matter when you take them? Is it better in the morning or do you take them I twice like a day? them in the morning okay. on an empty stomach. Got it. So you don't yeah. necessarily need to take them twice a day. I know a lot of times... Usually, I, usually I don't. Okay, because a lot of times ashwagandha is dosed twice a day, I've noticed. Some people do, yeah. It, but it's the dosage. Um, in, in the ginseng, I take, the, I take a chewable tablet, 100 milligrams, which absorbs like eight to 10 times better. Interesting. So you're getting a tremendous... People, people say they can feel it in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a very, very powerful absorption. What do they feel? Um, energized. Uh -huh. uh, feel less stress. You know, it just takes the edge off everything. And it's not, it's not 
energizing that we wouldn't be able to sleep. So it's no. not that kind of a like coffee jacked no. up feeling. In fact, and most of the adaptions, of again, we're, we're adapting. Right. If you need to sleep, it'll put right. you to sleep. Right. If you need to have energy, it gives you the energy. Right. It's, it's crazy as you think of it because drugs are not that way. This just makes your body adapt to the condition your body requires. Um, people, in fact, they're doing a- Drugs they're, take they're you further away. A, they're extracting a fraction out of ashwagandha that some drug companies think it'll be a sleep aid. I am not surprised. I mean, yeah, drugs, all they do is take you further away from being in balance. Oh yeah, yep. When you throw one, you know, uh, a drug is one molecule, so it mm -hmm. affects one pathway. Yep. But then all those synergistic all pathways, pathways. Boy, they're all going big bug, exactly. big bug, because they don't know where to go. Yeah, I mean, I have, this is, a, this is a total tangent, but I have so many patients who come to me who have symptoms that are because of the drugs they're on, because they take one drug, then they take the next drug to deal with the side effect of the first drug. Oh yeah. And then it happens down the road that they're on 15 drugs and they have this cocktail of pharmaceuticals that is making them super ill. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of pulling it off, pulling them off of everything. So if you take a drug and it causes migraine headaches, it causes a lack of sleep, causes insomnia. Right. It causes this. So then, well, I'll tell you what, we need another drug for the insomnia, we need a drug for right. the... So now you're on four drugs instead of one. Exactly. Well, and the other thing I was going to say too is, obviously adaptogens are wonderful, but if you are a super unhealthy smoker, overweight, drinker, they're probably not going to do a whole lot for you, correct? The adaptogens? Right. So you still have to live it's a healthy lifestyle. a lot lifestyle. of work. There's a lot of work. I mean... <laughs> you still have to live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, you might get some benefits from the adaptogens. Mm -hmm. uh, like if you were in that case where you would drink a lot, you smoked, uh, you were not in good health and you took, um, you know, you were not eating well. Uh, and if you took ginseng, you'd probably feel a difference. You'd feel it? So yeah. it's still worth it? You'd feel something. You'd feel some well-being and you'd feel some energy. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't be all canceled out. And... Really, anyone, any age can take it? I wouldn't go, like just saying, I wouldn't go down below uh, 18 years of age. Oh, you wouldn't? No. Interesting. Um, it, it might be just too much. Okay. You know, I don't know how far you want it. Maybe, no, I, I like 18 and over. Okay, so adults. Yeah. But elderly, people who are on multiple medications, I don't think that there's a lot of um, drug interactions with the adaptogens no. that I've noticed. No. Because usually when I have patients who are on a lot of drugs, I will... Um, I have an interaction checker that I can plug everything yeah. in and run interactions. And yeah. um, usually ashwagandha and rhodiola, specifically ginseng, I, I very few. No, I, I would probably give rhodiola to a child, maybe at 12. Okay. Ginseng is a lot more powerful. And Ashwagandha you'd give to a child too, right? Ashwagandha. Yeah, okay. And, um, and endographus, if they can swallow it. Got it. So you're saying that everything, most of the things are okay to swallow, but the ginseng chewables probably the best way to get it, but swallowing is a nice option as well. Oh, you can do a swallow in a capsule, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, what, how do you feel about tinctures for all these things? You know, I never dealt with a lot of tinctures mm -hmm. in adaptogens. I don't, I, the only one that I've really seen, well, there is ginseng tincture. Uh, in Russia, they drink rhodiola and, and alcohol, and vodka. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I can't tell the difference. Okay. I've never seen enough research or, or have I studied enough mm -hmm. in the alcoholic tinctures or mixed with alcohol that would be comparable to or better or less. Plus I think um, from what I've seen, it's more expensive and it's harder for people to find. It's harder to travel with. Um, and people aren't usually as compliant with the tincture as they right. are with a capsule. Now, if you go to Europe or the Asian countries, they, they love, love tinctures. tinctures right? Oh, they love tinctures. Yeah. 
But if you bring that, you know, they have, I, I've done that, I've gone there and I've found a tincture that was unbelievable, loved it. Mm -hmm. Brought it to America, doesn't sell. Right. Nobody wants right. it. No one wants it. No. Right. Do I have to squirt 20 drops out and then drink it? And uh, they just don't get the concept of that. No, that's definitely not normal for us. They um, want a pill. Drugs come in pills. If I'm going to take something, it's got to be a pill. Absolutely. So there really isn't any specific person who can't take an adaptogen. No, everybody, everybody would benefit. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. I'm trying to think of which one I'm going to start first. <laughs> I've been off and on with the ginseng. Um, I like the combination of rhodiola and ashwagandha. Uh, yep. There you might want to take a couple, uh, two or three a day um, because of the dosage. Right. You want a higher dosage. Because, yeah, so that's the other thing I think people don't realize is whenever you take a combination <clears throat> product, typically it's going to be a weaker dose of each individual product. Right. So if you have an ashwagandha <clears throat> and a rhodiola and it's in a combination product, it's going to be a lesser amount than you would take if you took it alone. So right. usually you have to take a little bit more. Right. I think that's a great concept that people don't always understand. Because people like to buy these products that have 10 different supplements or herbs in them, and it's just really not going to get you enough of any one of them. No, it's correct. It's usually better to take them somewhat individually, correct. don't you think? Correct. I feel like Unless it was something that would be where you could measure the key compounds of each one of them, and they, and they would all contain the same compound. Um, you know, like, for example, a group of berries that contain the anth anthocyanins, which are the active compounds of berries, mm -hmm. And then if you had all these berries and they all added up to be 250 milligrams of the antithesis for capsule, then that would make sense. Right. But, but adaptogens don't work that way. Right. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope, I'm sure that was really, really helpful for people to hear. Hey, if you want, if you want more energy, if you want to have less stress, yes. if you want to have more resiliency. Who doesn't want know, that? I mean, even, even for COVID-19 and, and all these viruses, all these adaptogens work on all those as well. Right. They're all, anti all right. antiviral, antibacterial. Antifungal, they all work to a certain degree. Some are stronger than others, but it's like um, a tonic for the body. I agree, and I would just as the as the doctor coming in, I would say if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I, those, that sounds great. I want more energy. I want less stress, and I want more resiliency. Don't forget also the power of your lifestyle. So all of these things are icing on the cake, but the lifestyle is the foundation. Yep. And if you do both, then you can be someone like Terry, who's just just. Killing it, <laughs> which is something we should all have a goal to do, be like. But um, you know, if you if you combine combine the great lifestyle and these nice adaptogens, it's that's when you really soar and you can really. It'll make a difference in people's lives for sure. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, excellent. Well, it was great talking to you. You too. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Next time. <laughs>